inspired when you told me you created the games. Uh, I've got a lot of information that I've written on a notepad to create my own one. I created not a board game, but I created a game for the class, yeah. uh, which was called The Ladder of Success, where I had I put three teams of like four or three students, and each question round is different. So I had like round one would be random, number mm. two would be class topics that we'd covered already, mm-hmm. uh, number three would be like grammar, and yeah. then number four, once you get to the 17th rung of the ladder, I would make them do charades. But if they were a higher level group, I gave them like incredibly difficult like constructs. So I was like, okay, a hot dog surfing inside of the school. And they had to say the exact same what, how I'd written it. They were there for five minutes just screaming in the air and, and doing crazy like actions. Yeah. So how much time did you, did you uh, spend on preparing this task? I would say it was close to around six hours. Wow. Uh, I, I got a list of questions... Uh, And then eventually uh, I was because during the week course, I didn't want to do the same games every day. Yeah. On Friday, I do a game called Tornado, which is like a game show as well. Mm-hmm. So I did that one on Friday. Uh, I do the Ladder of Success or maybe Wednesday or a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And on the Tuesday, I do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So that takes up the majority or all of, of that second class. Yeah. Then I do like a lot of the regular ones where they have to sit their back to the board and, and all those crazy games. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you actually do use these, so I thought you, you said that it's not appreciated enough or something. Because six hours on, on making a task, that that you better you better make a task that, that can be recycled, you know? Yeah, you know I mean? of course, it's reusable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool then. Yeah, I like to I like to, what I, I like to get my methods and my ideas into a kind of routine. Mm. So the more that I'm able to practice those, the better I become at, at teaching and preparing those. So yeah. if because the way it works here in the language school, I, I'm not sure how it is uh, in Czech, mm. uh, but here we mostly the students only stay for two weeks or one week. Yeah. So I have to try and think of how I can give them like improvement and how I can mm-hmm. like develop their English in only a short period of time. Yeah. So you have to prepare um, like a sil- short syllabus for them, and then yeah, and and, exactly. can, and yeah, and you can reuse those those ideas in, oh, in, in the sub- subsequent um, courses. Which... Oh well, when I started actually, Zenek, uh, that did happen, and I would always grade every section of my class that I did to mm. see what worked, what didn't work, mm-hmm. so I could mm-hmm. develop. Because I care. I mean, I don't yeah. know if all the teachers do it, but I don't see it as a job. I see it as shaping the generation. So I, I really care about every student that I have. Mm. So I really want them to do well. I want them to go away mm. and think that they've learned something, they've enjoyed their time, and they like languages. Yeah. If only all teachers had this the, the same <laughs> attitude as you. I, I really mean it because I, I see a lot of teachers that don't have that attitude and they just take it as a job. Which is fine, I guess, because it can be a hard job. But um, you know, this is this goes the extra mile, and it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely, Zanek. I mean, I got into this. Uh, I mean, not for the pay, not for uh, any reason apart from the fact that I, I enjoyed it. I thought I would be good at it, and I I love the students. Hmm. Uh, and and this is like my my idea is like my biggest goal they say to aim high so i wanted to become i still do i want to become the best language teacher in the world <laughs> and uh to, to do that i mean you can't do anything great without passion in my opinion yeah absolutely and, yeah. yeah yeah i think i think i think you're definitely there because 
like the the ideas that you are presenting here it all makes sense and you know i guess now you have to take the delta to have yeah to have more strings to your bow as you said before <laughs> and then exactly. you know that would be a springboard to your uh, uh, journey to becoming the best teacher in the world exactly exactly i mean they say to set your goals high and i'm wanted to set it as high as I can. I mean, some people, I mean, I don't like to, to act, you know, like I, I'm something special. I don't say anything like that. I just want to do well. I want the, te uh, the students to do well. Hmm. But I've, uh, some of the feedback that I get, I've gotten has actually been, you know, it's rewarding. And there's something that, that's something you don't get from a job. Maybe if you're making, let's say, a hundred thousand a year hmm. in business or hmm. something, you might get a lot of money, but you're not rich in your soul. And I yeah. think when you get good feedback, the students love you. I think that there is nothing in the job world that can offer offer something like that apart from this. Yeah, I think it's very deep. Uh, you know, uh, it's a it's what you say. It's very it can be very rewarding. It can be just as just as frustrating sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, what the your advantage is when you say you have like two two week courses, that can be an advantage because you get a feedback every two weeks. Basically, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make the best out of out of the situation, or just I completely agree. Yeah, completely which is not, agree not with much that. time, limited time, and then just you just show your best, and uh, then you wait uh, how they respond, and if they respond well, it, it's it's amazing. It can be an amazing feeling, but isn't it a bit sad that they leave after after 14 days? I hate to admit that, uh, Zenek, but uh, the time my very first class left, I, I did have some tears. Uh, when my first class left because okay. you I mean you grow with them I mean you see them every day you see them improve mm. uh, and maybe at first you felt like because this was my first uh, professional experience and they at first they were so loud and I didn't think uh, at one point I thought I don't know if I, I'm really supposed to do this and then you grow at the same time that they grow and, and when they leave you and they're all saying they miss you and that they're really happy and that, you know, this is the best experience they had and stuff like that. It, it really like hits, you know, it hits emotions in that case. You, you go away and you think you might not ever see them again. And you just think, oh, I hope that it was a good part of their life. But it's very, it is very sad when uh, students leave, especially ones you've, you know, you've been with them every day, mm. and and you're you're responsible for their development and stuff. It is, yeah, it's true. I bet, I bet, I bet it can be very sad. But then again, you are on Italki. I mean, it's it shouldn't be so difficult for them to jump on the bandwagon and just <laughs> <laughs> book more lessons with you. <laughs> there is always they this option. I think you have to be over. I mean, most of them. The students I have at that language school, they are like 14 to 16. So I'm not sure if there's an age limitation on going on italki or not. Well, you mean as a student? Yeah. I Why Why would there be? I'm not sure. I mean, maybe uh, because uh, you go on Skype or something with people. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So I've never, you. I I only say this because I've never had a student on italki that's under 19. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. Possibly. Mm. I suppose they could get uh, like parental, what what is it called, parental consent or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I probably will see some of them in the future. I mean, I mean, hopefully. Or they can come back next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I think every group you have, you you do miss them a little bit. 
uh, you get a bit better at it, I think, as it goes on. Yeah. Like, uh, but I mean, it still is every student group. I mean, that you just missed that you miss them because you you've developed after a while. It feels comfortable. You're teaching them. You wish you could teach them for longer. Hmm. Hmm. So what? Um, so how do you choose what? What are you doing? How do you choose what topics you cover? Is it do you give them a chance to to get involved in the syllabus? Yes, of course. I mean, I always uh, first listen listen to the students and see what they need. See mm-hmm. what I always ask them. Actually, the very yeah. first class I have, I always ask them. I I ask them their vision. What is your vision? Well, mm-hmm. What do you want? Why are you here? What do you want to learn mm-hmm. languages for? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think this, I get them to give it uh, me a sheet back, and then after I go back the first day, I look at all of them, and I think, okay, so this would be better for this. I kind of match, like my my methods to the best way I can to help them get to where they want to go. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, man. Um, so. A rumor has it. I mean, it's not really a rumor. You you, you, said, you, you said that yourself. It's just it's just something I prepared here. I thought it would sound cool. A rumor has it that you would like to set up your own language school one day, Marvin. That is a, <laughs> well, rumor, a rumor going about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a good idiom for that. There's no smoke without fire. Yeah. <laughs> And I definitely want to have my own language school. Definitely, it's one of the big dreams. Mm-hmm. And you can just visualize that dream happening. And I don't know when it will be, but I'm focused towards achieving great things in life. And I would love to own my own language school. Okay. And you also once mentioned that you might even involve me in that plan. That you could even <laughs> g- give it, give me a go as a, as your employee. <laughs> Absolutely, Zenek. You would be probably the first person I hire. Especially okay. when it comes to teaching. Okay, well, I'm I'm absolutely flattered. I have to say, um, it would be really really cool to work for for someone like you. And uh, <laughs> I I could even I could even um, um, book a, a van or something and bring all my uh, all my board games. The the collection. Oh, of, yeah, it's uh, it takes you, up Zenek. it takes up a lot of space in my room here. <laughs> I tell you, that would be really awesome, actually, Zenek. I mean, if, for example, if that was now when I had that school, I would always be looking for teachers that bring uh, a certain type of originality. I mm. mean, at London House, there was maybe uh, like 12 overall in the summer teachers, but maybe only a few that worked there permanently. I personally, if I had around, let's say there were five, I would have each one of them would have to bring a certain individuality to the way they teach. Mm-hmm. And I think that would really help. Yeah. And obviously, you have that with the games and stuff. I think. I mean, it's, yeah. I've never heard anyone do it the way you do it. And Listen, think, but, for me, it's yeah. it's about the appreciation I get. I have to admit that sometimes I uh, I fall into the trap of like being an ordinary English teacher too. I just use the 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 material, you know, the course books. That's because everyone it's, does it's, that. It's simple because it's simple, and I don't have to prepare that much. It's all there for me, laid out. But if I get a chance to be appreciated by someone, I do. I do tend to work much harder, and like all my all my de- Delta lessons were based. Like there was none none of the Delta lessons I did, the assessed ones, uh, were from the book. I I made them all by myself. All the all the activities, the they were like role plays, everything like that. And you know what? It 
don't do that. It can be a problem, actually. <laughs> don't. <laughs> you end up making typos and things like that, and, and you don't get any extra points for, um, like, nobody cares, really. There's, there's no extra criterion on, like, you can't win extra points for this. So I can um, tell. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, I, I have to say, Zenik, I was waiting for you to say, and that's fantastic. Not like, <laughs> oh, and you don't get no no points for that. <laughs> but I mean, I have to tell you, on the Celta, I did something very similar. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a, qu- a class on modals, and I because the reason uh, this is where I actually had uh, a slight disagreement with uh, the teacher. This is about the text, the same teacher there. And I had a slight, I mean, she was fantastic, but I had a disagreement. And the disagreement was that I gave, I gave them modals and I said, these are the functions. Mm. I gave them a sheet about the functions. And then I played this game show, which was like an online game. So it was 5v5. Mm -hmm. I lined them all up together to answer the question. So it was like something may, might, could, could, can, would, whatever. And then. Uh, one team won, and only one person got a question wrong. And the teacher went through at the end saying that that I could have failed that class because I didn't explain uh, what modals are. But, for example, this was an upper intermediate group. Hmm. Well, the problem is that during these classes, they want, they want you to show some language clarification. You know, it's one of the criteria. So um, this would be awesome for a class in which you just practice or review what you have, yeah. pre- what you've previously taught, but unfortunately, like, unfortunately, and 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 it will be the same during the Delta lesson. So get ready for that. <laughs> yeah, like when you teach the language, so we're talking vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation, possibly discourse. When you teach any of these, there should always be some grammar. Uh, there should always be some clarification part, which should come from the teach either from the teacher or it should be guided discovery. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like I did. I mean, for example, on the back, I produced this sheet and it had like it was like a tree that matched every function to like each modal. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, and then it was like can ability. And I, I yeah. did go through that very quickly. Yeah, I think it was the fact that I didn't describe exactly what a modal verb was. But my reasoning for that was that the group were upper intermediates and they were they were good so for me they already knew and the uh, way that i would have discovered that was by the questions that i asked or the game show had they not known any of them then i would have had to have done it but the fact that they only got one wrong for me told me that they knew their modals they knew the functions and that could be also a slight problem because there could be a, a a case made that you you did you didn't choose an appropriate level of the target language. But I don't know. I'm not a Delta or Celta tutor. So. Oh, well, what happened is, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, you're right there. I mean, the thing is, at that time, the teachers on the course, they would give us certain pages oh, okay. uh, from the books. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it was to the, the level that they wanted us to teach. But I added things I thought that would make the class, you know, a little bit more interactive. Yeah. Yeah, what you can what you can do in that uh, situation, you can add something. So, for example, if you're teaching these basic modal verbs, you could add some more difficult ones. I don't know. For instance, you could do uh, had better, would rather, or I don't know, used to, or something, something you know, something to add. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think that's a very good point you make. 
yeah, you, you you always I think you always have the option to to make like the the I know it's like prescribed rules and all that and prescribed criteria, but you can it is a little bit flexible. Yeah, it's just it's just a good idea to talk about it with your tutor there. Just I agree. Don't I, go be, I think, be behind his back or her back. No, no. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, I think she was a very good. I think I just think it's a good thing to take all of the feedback you do get and try and improve on that, which is what I did every week uh, when we did have the classes. So, I mean, I think it's always good to take criticism well. Uh, I've been in yeah. the past. In the past, I've been very bad at it, but I think over the years, I definitely improved upon that. Hmm. Yeah, I have to agree that I. Um... No, not agree. I have to say that I am similar to you. That I, <laughs> I have always struggled with with being criticized. I hate losing. You know, I'm very competitive. Me too. And when, whenever somebody criticizes me, and it's also about the way they do it. Because some people are really bad at giving negative feedback. I have learned. Yes. Like extremely bad. Like when I give negative feedback, I always try to make it say. I always try to say it in a way that the student doesn't get discouraged or um, just you know frustrated so you have to start with the positives and you have to say it in a way that it doesn't make the student uh, feel too bad about themselves you yeah i agree put them down on anything so that's what i do actually with when it comes to students i'm always uh, i always give more positives inside those negatives yeah when it comes to friends, however, I, I think a little, <laughs> I'm a little more harsh, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's actually that's good about this job that it can teach you some things. For example, I'm so impatient as a person in my in my real life. Like we have no idea. But we are similar. We must be similar, <laughs> very similar. But imagine, imagine I was like that in a classroom, in an English classroom. I, I would I would suck at the job then, right? Yeah. Nobody would want me to be their teacher. But I learned I learned to be patient in my job. But as soon as I leave the classroom, I'm the same old. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I have the exact same problem. For example, I will spend time and time with the students and not ever feel frustrated. Yeah. Like literally never. If 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 like uh, let's say a friend annoys me, I'm off the rails straight away. You know, like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just crazy like that. <laughs> Yeah, I did get frustrated, but it's mainly due to those things I've I've talked about, uh, like the the levels, like too many levels in one class, or <laughs> or that's that's what frustrates me. You should, I mean, I'll tell you. In one class, I had a student that could not even talk, and it was supposed to be a B plus one mm-hmm. or B one plus class, yeah. and, and that was probably one of the most difficult things I've had to have in a class. That and someone dancing on a table. Someone dancing uh, on a table was it? Yeah, and it wasn't you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the twist in the story. That was me because it was such a fun class. And Tom Jones came on. But no, seriously, I mean, it was it was a little strange. I I got given a very young group, and they were I, <laughs> well, they they kept singing as well. They mm. sung. They were like, "We are the best class ever." And just to just to make myself laugh, I would, would reply, "Oh yeah," or an autonym of that. <laughs> Obviously, they wouldn't understand, but I did. <laughs> yeah, but they were fun. They were fun. Well, it's it's really great talking to you, Marvin. But um, I have to say something now to my listeners. I mean, I described you at the beginning of this interview as a really, really cool guy and cool English teacher. 
But actually, there isn't one thing that is not so cool about you. And I think I have to share it with my listeners. And that's the fact that you happen to be a Chelsea fan. <laughs> How dare you be a Chelsea fan? Come on. <laughs> How dare you not be a Chelsea fan is the question. Yeah, I was expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm okay with you being a Chelsea fan. But um, what happens sometimes is that you... You do you do get very passionate during the Premier Premiership matches. I noticed. Yes. And when Arsenal plays, I hope you don't mind me sharing this with my listeners. It's but okay. <laughs> we have we have like our best player is Alex Alexis Sanchez. He's uh, from Chile. And what Marvin does is that after every single game, he he writes a post that that Alexis Sanchez deserves better than this team. <laughs> and it, I, I'm sorry, but it does piss me off a lot, mate. <laughs> I just, I just, it's very emotional, especially, especially because most of these games we lose, yeah? Because we are, our, because that's what we do. We are Arsenal. And then, on top of that, I, I, I get to see that on my wall. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going... Nuts. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. I've said that a lot of times. I mean, I'm not uh, uh, contrary to the belief. I'm not too anti-Arsenal. Hmm. Uh, I mean, as far as teams go, there is only really one team that I strongly dislike. It's not Arsenal. Hmm. Uh, but um, yeah. Well, I, I have is to it say, Manchester United or? Correct. Yeah. That's one point for you, Zach. I don't know how but, I yeah. guessed, guessed that, actually. Could have been City. <laughs> it's, it's United. Yeah, I don't really have too many issues with, with uh, Manchester City. I mean, But, I mean, yeah, when it comes to Arsenal and saying that Alexis uh, deserved to be in a better team, it's mainly because I, th- I personally think he would he is one of the best players uh, in the league. I mean, it's possible that he's in the top three best players. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, listen. I'm even willing to go as far as to say that you might be right about that. I just want. I just don't want to see it. You know, <laughs> after a game we lose, and knowing that it's it's the one player that we really need. Yes. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's really great, and um, I'm afraid that he might actually leave. Um, he might take your advice of leaving. And <laughs> no, I'm not sure if you discussed it with him personally, but. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, I've spoken to him on. Uh, he he booked a few lessons on italki, and <laughs> I told him. <laughs> yes, I heard I heard him speak English, and he does need some lessons on italki. Is he good? Is he good at English? Um, he's getting better, but uh, his vocabulary is kind of limited to football vocabulary. So <laughs> that it's funny you say that, Zenek. That's another goal of mine. I would love to be able to teach the football players, you know, mm. new signings that come over. It would be so cool to do a deal with the clubs, uh, mm. you know, if you could actually get into that. Yeah. That would be something pretty that, cool. That sounds amazing. Was the, uh, by the way, was the pun intended when you said it's, it's one of your goals? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't take credit for that one. It was a bit spontaneous. <laughs> nice, nice one, nice one. Well, but, that, yeah, I mean, that sounds sorry. like a plan, yeah. I think it would be pretty awesome, actually. I mean, uh, I mean, when yeah, I mean, Arsenal. Obviously, I think Arsenal are a good team. the The problem that I had with a lot of it was, uh, I think that I don't mind if a team is better. If a team is better, but it's the problem I have is when 
people overrate teams mm. you know uh, this is something that i'm never a fan of the worst thing i ever hear is uh, people saying that uh, man united is is the biggest club in the world of, of football but it, yeah. it, I, I don't understand how people can suggest this i mean for example with real madrid i think now it's, they've won the 12th european cup uh, and mm. manchester united only have three yeah yeah i have the same problem absolutely when people say that tottenham hotspur you know they, they are a great one of the greatest teams this year they have made a lot of progress and that there is a power shift that's the worst <laughs> that's the worst i hear these days <laughs> and obviously, obviously think, it's not happening yeah. it's just one off yeah of course well actually i mean the way they're doing things i think is is a good way but in the same way i think the biggest problem that they have is culture they don't have culture of success, and that is why they 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 don't win anything. Because, yeah. I mean, they had they played really good football. They beat all of the best, you know, they beat the best teams, but yeah. they don't have that culture to push them over. That I mean, the perfect example is the the FA Cup. I mean, the semi final mm. when mm. they got it back to two two with twenty twenty five minutes. All they needed to do was be calm and, and keep playing the way they were, and probably that they would have won the game. But in the end, they ended up losing four goals. Yeah. I remember that, even though they were a better team in that game. Yeah. The better team. Sorry. I mean, to... I, I, it yeah. depends. I mean, I have to wonder how can you beat a better team if you let in four goals? It's like saying this student is the best, even though they have a terrible vocabulary. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, how can, how can I even dare to suggest that someone might have been a better team than Chelsea? Now, yeah, you, now, this is just in, impossible. Now listen, I didn't, I didn't see that game. That's just what I heard that they were playing really well. Yeah, in that game. they attacked a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. You scored four goals, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> but you not deserve... in the final. <laughs> not in the final, luckily. I was going to avoid that actually. Just I didn't want to. I didn't want to um, uh, ruffle the what would you say smooth feathers. No, 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 no. That is another one. I didn't want to uh, put the cat among the pigeons. That's the one. <laughs> I didn't. Want, I like that one. Yeah, I didn't want to rub it in too much because um, no. Yeah. But they won. I mean, they they won. They won the game. I mean, whether or not it was football or not, it doesn't matter so much. Oh, it was football, mate. You just didn't turn up, and we were. Might we have were been more, basketball. We were more up for it than you were. And also, you were too overconfident sure. and cocky and whatnot. <laughs> I think so. I think they definitely were a bit overconfident going into the game. It happens to everyone. If, if you'd have seen uh, some of my posts before, I was warning uh, a lot of fans against that mm. possibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it happens to everyone. It's just it's just the nature of the thing. Like when when you're experiencing when you're experiencing only success. Yeah, exactly. And your, I was saying it goes to your head. Yeah. I mean, Exactly. I was saying to some fans, I was saying, like, I mean, I know we are, we are the, the better team and the stronger squad, but, the, you know, this opponent is, is they're still a good team mm. and, and it's only one game. So you could, they can still win. Yeah. And, and they did. Yeah, it was, which was the, the second out of three we won against you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm... not the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think um, I have to say that I have been. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Marvin. I um, I thought I, I had some other questions prepared here, but I don't. I don't think we have to go into these because they are more um, more serious topics as well. And I think this, okay. this has been quite lighthearted chat, and I, I'm sure 
my listeners would like it. Well, I hope they do. Yeah. Like, is there anything you want to ask or is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I was just saying that uh, the, the the career that we do, I think, is very uh, underrated. I mean, I love doing it. I love speaking, obviously, to you because you also do it. And it's uh, it's great to see someone share that passion about it. I hope that this job will be something that is, uh, you know, considered an art uh, in, in future because I think it's it's something very good. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't I don't care that much about underrated in terms of having low pay, like underpaid. Yeah, underpaid. Me, neither. me neither. But I, what I care about is, what, what I'm not happy about is the, the society st- status, us, that the English teachers get, is just not good enough. We are considered something inferior. I mean, I, I don't know how it is in England, but here, certainly, a teacher, it's just not what it used to be. Yeah, and I think actually, I mean, with technological like advancements and everything, I think oh, it opens up the world of learning so much. And I think that a teacher's role is more value is is valuable beyond anyone's comparison because yeah. a teacher is not just reliable for improving you in in, in English, in maths, in sports, or whatever. Mm. A teacher can inspire you for life. I mean, and, and I always wanted to be that because uh, when I went to my secondary school, I felt they were always putting me down, you know, they didn't really inspire. I mean, they were just negative. And and I thought if I ever become a teacher, I I would do my best to not be like that. And I think that is underrated Mm -hmm. in life because a good teacher, someone who who actually believes in you, I think that that is something that you cannot put a price on that. I think this is a wonderful thought, Marvin. And I have to say that I did have some teachers who inspired me in the, in my um, childhood. But um, by the same token, I had very bad teachers who wouldn't and who would put me yeah. put me down, like you said, and would, would just be boring and who wouldn't appear to be even interested in what they were doing. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's something, I mean, I think if people get into teaching, you need to get into it for the right reason. You know, you want to spend time there you want to teach you want to inspire you want to you know mm. the next generation we can we can influence the next generation to think and i think a lot of the problems in today's world or you know even future worlds behind us that no one asks questions and i think asking questions is a gift that everyone possesses yeah that's that's true that's true and it's i think it's one of the one of the ideas you expressed in one of your videos as far as i remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that one, and it's, you're right. We just take things for granted, and what happens, for example, with Facebook, yeah? So there's yeah. This, this is like a new culture, basically. So you're part of a community, you're part of a Facebook group, yeah? Often, yeah. And often it's a political party or your view on world, and often it's people who are racists and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is, I guess, something that has always been here, but... Okay, but the problem is, well, the, the issue I have with this is that w- with Facebook, you have the opportunity to block someone, you know? Yeah. So what happens is that you end up blocking anybody who has, um, who has opposite views to yours. And then you just keep the people who have the same views as you, you know? And I, yes. I have to say, I have to say that now I'm criticizing this, but I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I've done this myself in the past. I just don't want someone to to flood my wall with uh, um, like 
you know stuff ra- about Arsenal not being good enough. Not just that, but ra- racism. <laughs> uh, okay, come on, this is just like football. But we're talking, yeah, we're talking racism, Donald Trump, and these things, and it's just, it's just horrible. You don't want to see that, so you block that person. Yeah. But what it does in the end, and we don't realize that, is that we are, we are kind of separating ourselves. You know, like it's not, it's not. The, it's not. It doesn't reflect the reality, or I don't know how to explain it. But in the normal world, you you you, you would have to put up with opposite opinions. You would just have to yeah. live with people who think something different. But here, it's just you just block block the block the people. Yeah, and that's. I think it could be a problem, you know, because we will. I agree completely. We will not tolerate each other anymore. It's sad, really. I mean, I, I can tell you, I, I'm also a bit of a hypocrite in that because my block list is over 200. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, a, a lot of the time it's opposing views, uh, like you said, yeah. but now that's not so much a problem for me. It's only if people disrespect your views yeah. uh, for yeah. me. I, and, and the main reason I do it is because I don't like to be surrounded by negative people. Mm. Uh, I only want to surround myself with uh, people who are going to be positive and, and bring and that brings out the best in you, I think. Yeah. The last thing that I want to see is someone that just says is always because, like I say, great people discuss ideas. Small people discuss people. Mm. And uh, mm. I, 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 I think the quote was something like that. Mm. I mean, I love surrounding myself with positive people. Uh, imagine you wake up to your timeline and you see 10 negative posts yeah. and one positive. Yeah. You, you're probably going to fixate on all of those negative yeah. ones. And I think the, the blocking system is good, but I understand what you're saying yeah. because you can block people with any opposing view to yours and then you're kind of segregated in this world of your own. Exactly. And I think because Facebook has become so powerful and it's not just Facebook, it's other social media like we have i don't know what is it wechat wechat maybe Reach? maybe the chinese one i'm not sure i've ever let the, oh you do you mean uh, is it wechat i'm not sure i'm not sure but there is one chinese because they don't they don't have they have censorship in china so they can't use facebook actually ah uh, yeah, yeah i heard and then you have russian well. v i think it's con- contact something like that yeah so it's not just facebook and it's it's so powerful because everybody uses it these days. All the all the young younger generations. So, you know. It, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. I mean, it's good. To, I mean, in, I love to to listen to other views. Uh, if they're opposing to my own, it's still not a problem for me to to listen to those. Mm. It's just when people attack you. Yeah. You know, if yeah. people have nothing better to do than to attack another person's. Uh, you know, I think that's something very bad. Yeah. But there's a lot of positives you can take from social media. I think uh, it gives you gives you so many platforms to express, and it also gives you platforms to question. Like I was saying before, mm-hmm. you you can ask any questions by looking online. Mm-hmm. Something they didn't have 40 years ago or 30 years ago. Uh, when I was younger, getting a PC was something considered like you had to be rich to get one of those. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's a, it's a great tool for us and even for us English te- uh, English teachers. I mean, I use I use <laughs> I use Facebook with my students. <laughs> I have to say, oh really? Yeah, I do. But sometimes, like I uh, I create groups uh, for my classes. But uh, sometimes it can it can backfire as well because <laughs> then they ask you a lot of questions and you just want to have your free time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, I had that problem. Yeah. Like one student sat in the room 
uh, sat in the room during my breaks uh, at the school as well. This, I didn't mind. I was happy to talk to them. But it's, it's quite funny when you think you're so used to everyone wanting to leave and someone is still sitting there. You're thinking, do they like this class or do they just not want to go outside? You know? <laughs> yeah. All right, Marvin, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, sorry, what, what yeah. did I just say? It's been great talking to you. Okay, that's gerund. Yeah. I need to use the gerund. And, no infinitive. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where was I? Yeah, it's been great talking to you, man, and an absolute pleasure. And I, I you're really a great, great uh, conversationalist, if that is the word. Thank you very much for that. I mean, I've really enjoyed this too. Actually, it's been been a very awesome experience for me too. Now. All, all I can say is that I, I hope it all got recorded because I was using a uh, new new recorder. So if it didn't, then uh, I suppose um, I'll commit a suicide or something. <laughs> yeah, or it will be uploaded to the sky where no one will be able to listen but us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, either, either way, thank you very much for talking to me and uh, I hope to talk to you uh, in the future. Me too, Zenik. Thank you very much, my friend, and uh, take care. And good luck with your endeavors and uh, completing your journey of uh, becoming the greatest teacher. <laughs> Thank you. I have four more classes online today, so I'll be at that. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that as well. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. See you soon, Zenik. Cheers, Marvin. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.